This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am? And they said, Some said that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, some others, Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. Next verse. He said unto them, meaning he turned to them, and he said unto them, Whom say ye that I am? This way I drew the theme of this message. Everybody hear me well. If you catch what I'm about to deliver to you, your destiny is settled. If your children can catch this revelation. I hear some people say, work hard, work hard. Working hard does not guarantee success. I am telling you that. Working hard does not guarantee success. Take note. Jesus said in Revelation, he said, there's what is called the key of David. He said, when you get that key, when you lock a door, it's locked. He said, no one can open it. And with that key, when you open, nobody can lock. It's not speaking about the physical key. Because there's literally no door you can lock that we cannot open it. There are master keys. True or false? So it's beyond that. But every time the scripture speaks, it speaks with language to communicate, to draw you close. I didn't see you on your, your post today. You misbehave, right? That's the only way you can be here. Sit down. And Simon answered, and Dickness Monica answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Hold on. And suddenly, Jesus marveled. Look at the next verse. And Jesus answered. When they said Jeremiah, Elias, and he said nothing. When Peter responded, right? Peter. And he said, and he said unto him, blessed art thou. Underline that word. Blessed are thou. I repeat, blessed, the word blessed is happy, satisfied, fulfilled. Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not, don't word, reveal. I want to talk to you this morning on living and walking by revelation. Let the word hear. Living and walking by 
by revelation. Your success, your greatness, is not going to be determined by hard work. Hard work is good. Revelation is the key. When revelation meets hard work, the heavens are open. He said, you are blessed. John, uh, John Bajona or Simon Bajona, Peter, you are blessed. You are blessed. He said, flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee. It means it was covered. The difference between the poor and the rich is not hard work. It is knowledge. It is information. It's something that is covered, that is open to some few. And taken away from the sight of majority. I'm going to somewhere. Why is a particular person attracted to many? There is something he does that you don't know. He's not super. His flesh like and blood like you. But there's something. There's a revelation. There's an insight. There's an understanding that he or she has that you, far, you are far from. And as long as you don't know it, he or she will be ahead of you to the end of time. Flesh and blood had not revealed it. But what? My father, which is in heaven, it means that God is the source of every revelation. Is that established? God is the source of every revelation. Every greatness that you experience in life, that you have seen in life, every success that you see in life, every discovery of man is by the revelation of God Almighty. God created the heaven and the earth. The devil did not create the heaven and the earth. And because God so loved the world, he gave his only beginning son, God opened up himself to as many that seeked him. And there are levels of revelation. There are levels of knowledge. There are knowledge that you get when you go to school. There are knowledge that you get when you associate with the wise. There are knowledge that you get that when you stay with good people. That's the end. It doesn't matter where they are believers or not. But there are knowledge that are direct from the throne room of grace. Jesus said to his disciples, when they tried to heal a sick person, a child, they tried, they tore all day, they couldn't do nothing, and they came to him. They said, Master, why couldn't this one go? Jesus said, you guys lack the revelation. He said, this one, this particular one, cannot go out. Except by what? Fasting and revelation. So it takes revelation to know that this is different from that. Is somebody hearing me? He said, my father has revealed this to you. In John chapter 4, run with me because I'm going to bring up some scripture. John 4 quickly. Let's go to verse 25. We're going to use scripture to marry scripture. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah has come, which is called Christ. When he's come, he will tell us all things. He will reveal all things to us. 
It is dangerous to walk on this earth. It is dangerous for you to walk in that office. It is dangerous for you to walk in that business without revelation. You don't survive this earth by human information. You don't survive this earth by what somebody is telling you. You will survive by the revelation of my father who is in heaven. Who is higher than the highest and bigger than the biggest. Wider than the widest. The creator of heavens and earth. Man that shook this world, shook this world by revelation. Man that conquered this world, conquered this world by revelation. Revealed mind of grace over their life. Do you know that sometimes the person you think is your enemy is your best of friend? Your natural eyes said is your enemy because some people came to tell you some certain things. But you need to check it out beyond what you have been told. That's why people with myopic mind, they avoid people who correct them. They avoid people who correct them. But the wise will celebrate the person who rebukes him. It takes a reviewed mind to pick what I'm saying. The person who gives you money all the time does not necessarily mean that he loved you all the time. Even the devil can give you money per second, per second. <laughs> Let's go. I told you earlier during the week for some of you and those hearing that by study, I found out that David fought 500 wars in his lifetime. 500 wars. And he lost none. That is not naturally possible. It is not possible for a man to engage in 500 wars and one all. <laughs> the secret why David would see it by scripture fought 500 war and prevailed was because he never approached each war by the success of the last war. He never approached the newest war by the system of the last war, by the weapon, by the pattern, by the instrument of the last one. On this earth, they tell you, stay by what is working for you. If you work yesterday, it will work today. It will work tomorrow. That's what the word tells you. But in the kingdom, what works yesterday will not work that same way today with God. That's why you watch some football, some goalkeepers who, who, who try to stop a penalty. They have studied most of all the players. It's part of the thing. You see the pattern he plays, that he will always go. Maybe the first scored you on the left side, the second on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the right side. Your brain tells you this third one will go the other way. The Bible said, by flesh shall no man prevail. Sword are drawn to battle, but victory belongs to God. We start from 1 Samuel chapter number 16 when David was introduced. He was, we are made to know that he was a shepherd boy. A boy, a teenager by study. And he watched over his father's sheep. None was missing. 
What was he contending against? He was not contending with man you can bribe and negotiate. He was contending against fierce animal, bears, deer. People think that lion is the most dangerous. The most dangerous one called bear. The bear grabs his mouth on this hand. If you like, chop his leg. Severe the, the bear from, from here downward. It will not leave you. Cut the bear from this point. It doesn't move the bear. Even at dead. The only way is to cut that part of your hand that is holding. You yourself cut out your hand. That's the only way it can be free. Otherwise, it's going with you. With his dead body and his man clicked on it. That's how dangerous it is. And David fought the same bear. And the bear did not prevail over David. Because David fights by revelation. Everything David does, he does by revelation. The reason why we are not breaking forth in life is that we are operating in this life from the natural point, from what we are told, from what we read. Do you know that doctors with their medical knowledge, they still fall sick and they die. And yet, your faith and confidence is there. You enter a plane. You don't ask who is flying you. You just hear a voice and you believe the voice. Whether he's sleeping, you don't know. Whether he's a pagan, you don't know. Whether he's a believer, you don't know. Whether he's not a believer, you don't know. But he just hear the echo of his voice. I'm Captain Dizzy, this, this, this. Supported by Captain Dizzy, this, this. And you believe. Anything tell you, babe. Fasting your seatbelt, you're fasting without seeing the person. You're on the ship. The captain is speaking. You believe him. You don't doubt them. You believe them. Your doctor, strip yourself. Quick, quick. Because you have to leave. You strip yourself. You don't ask questions. But when it comes to the word of God, like I faced the class here today, because they're always disturbing us on the other class. With questions that doesn't make sense. They will argue. But they won't argue with doctor. They will not argue with their pilot. David. The Bible said he prevailed over the lion and the bear. With what? His hand. With his hand. Because the one he's connected to. Say I will show you. The battles are not won by strength. It's by revelation. That's why David always tell you that if God says it, I believe it. That's said to say. And he said, once he spoke twice, I have an understanding. You know, you know what it took him to get to that conclusion? I'm talking about revelation. Living and walking by revelation, not by sight. A lot of people are suffering in their relationship because of sight. My God, what an angel. I didn't know you are in this neighborhood. I've never seen you. Say, what a man. What a man. He's tall. You'll be describing him like Goliath in First Samuel chapter number 17. <laughs> you are only seeing what the devil wants you to see. 
You're only seeing what has been baked by man, decorated by man. Especially in the time that we are. You don't know which one is real. How can you survive when everything is fabricated? <laughs> only by revelation. So, first Samuel 16, we are made to understand that he kept his fathership and he won the battle by his man. He tore a lion and a bear. And David prevailed that way. In chapter 17, first Samuel 17, he went to see his brothers who were at war. Somebody say revelation. revelation. The key to anything that you're going to be like. If you get it right from the beginning, by revelation, everything works for you. We are not speaking what we are told. We are not speaking what we read. We are speaking what has been tested, what we have tried, what we know. That is true. And it's working. Vim is a product of revelation. The name is a product. I was in my university in 1991. Abia State University. And in my room just alone in that hostel B. And I heard, right, I picked pen. I just had victory, inheritance, ministry. The next thing said, and they shall be known as Vimite. I just clipped the word. These are words I've not seen before. V-I-M-I-T-S, Vimite. I quickly wrote it. I went to somewhere to print it and put it by my bedside. So every day I wake up, I say victory, inheritance, ministry. By revelation. I still belong to Nigerian Fellowship of Evangelical Students, and I was the general secretary. And yet, God has shown me. And so, by the time we are going for search in Abuja, I told them, don't bother to search. They said, no, we need to search to know if there is any church bearing that name. I said, you cannot find. God is not out of confusion. He said it. I heard it. I wrote it. Dignity Julie, from the day the name was given to the day that Vim started, it was 10 years. To the point that my late father called me one day. Then I was already in the redeemed Christian church of God. And he saw how committed. Not people, some people come to church, they just sit down. Week after week. Month after month. You just sit there. I was fully committed. My father saw my level of commitment. He called me, he said, but you told me that God said to you, there's a ministry you have. He said, uh, is it over? You have not, nothing? The way you are going... I, I said, God, who I am connected with, the one who gave the name has not instructed what next. And so while I wait, there's no vacuum in the service of God. I got my serving for. Nevertheless, I told my pastor, who you know as Bishop Kings then, he was Pastor Kings. The first day I stepped my feet there, I downloaded everything about Vim to him. I said, because a day is going to come. The one who spoke will speak again. So when I step out, let it not be an issue. From the beginning, I told him. Somebody say, by revelation. I didn't hear him say, by revelation. And what happened? That was the reason why, when I found myself in the United States, with Mama and Victory and Chukunonso, Jonathan, it was one year, and Sharon was just being delivered. I was told not to come back. Not, nobody was absent. All of us were there. People there said, stay. Your sister is here. You are doing what? What were they saying? It sounded well. It was nice. It's good to the flesh. It's not the place people are killing themselves to go. 
We were there. We didn't enter through back door. We entered through the right source. We were there. So, and why couldn't I stay? Revelation. Revelation. I could see what they could not see. All they could see is what they call good life. All they could see is dollars. All they could see is house. All they could see is car. But I saw every one of you, those who are here, those that passed through here. I told them God did not call me to start ministry there. Here. You can't be able to say and do what I did if you didn't have a revelation of the future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in First Samuel chapter number 17, David appeared in the scene again and there was a war between him and Goliath, the nation of Israel. But this guy, why they all move? He stood out. First Samuel 17, quickly. Let's go to verse 43. Be very fast. First Samuel 17, 3. Living and walking by revelation. Woman, you must know your man by revelation. Man, you must know your woman by revelation. Children, you must know your parents by revelation. And you believers, don't see God as a piece of thing. You must see God and serve God by revelation. Somebody say revelation. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with slaves? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. He was walking by sight. He was walking by his record. He was walking by who he is. Next verse quickly, be fast. And Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give the flesh. Your, thy, thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. That's how people boast when little money comes to their hand. That's how people boast when they sit in political office. That's how people boast when they are promoted in their place of job. That's how young men pride when suddenly they begin to trend. I have a son and he may be listening to me. I've told you today I cannot look at any of you and tell you the truth. I'm not worth serving God. Coming here, suddenly he wasn't coming. I tried to find out, find out that his manager said to him that he don't need to go to church again. Uh, just stay, stay at home. Anything you want to do, you can do it from home. That's the level they reduce God. That coming to church is to come and help God. And he believed the person. We are here now. We are here. Money is good, but the love of money is the root of all evil. As long as you love, if you love money, you are inviting evil. And they come from different shapes and sizes. Let's leave it there. The person I'm talking to know himself. I'm sure you have heard me. And David said to the Philistine, now listen, listen to a man who, who live by revelation, fight by revelation, win by the help of God. And David said to Philistine, thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee by revelation in the name of the Lord of hosts. And the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast what defied. Run to 49 because of time, quickly. Verse 49. And David did what? Put his hand in his back. In chapter 16, when he was introduced, he fought the battle with his hand. And in 17, another battle showed up. It was a battle with the greatest man then, champion. A champion, well-kitted, seven-foot man. Covered, protected, everywhere was shielded with iron. I'm sure you remember before then the scripture said 
David made a move and Saul said, who is that child? They say, oh, that's the son of Jesse. Bring him and he came. He said, king, relax. You guys should are panicking. This guy is a gunner. His head is already in my hand. He said, really? Okay, come. They wore him the garment of war. He tried to make a move. He couldn't move. He said, I've never tried this. I'm not used to this. I don't walk by this. They removed it. And then he connected to the heaven. The next thing he's had, stoop low and pick five stones. That's how people of revelation, what they do is always stupid. What they do is stupid. The scripture says in the book of Romans, right? They say, to them who perish. Is it Roman or 1 Corinthians? That, 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 that which we do is what? Foolishness. Foolishness. I'm going to somewhere. Just speak me one after the other. Live by this and then you are settled for life. He stooped low and picked five stones. Goliath saw the five stones. That's why he was angry the more. And said, he said, am I, am I a dog that you pick stone? What an insult. Yes. When God wants to deal with your enemy, eh, he used the thing that will anger. You know, anger is part of the thing that kills man faster. So already, Goliath got angry. 50% is dead. His blood is already worked up because the guy reduced him to the level of a dog, which he is. <laughs> which he is. He picked the stone and he saw it and he got angry. He was waiting for a counter equipment of war. He didn't see it. What he saw was five stones. J, E, S. Each stone represents each letter of the name. The name that is above every other name. <laughs> and he picked it. Picked it up, then in verse 49, the Bible said, and he put his hand in his bag. So when he picked it, he put it, the scriptures say, in the shepherd's bag. So you can read from beginning to the end. He put it in the shepherd's bag that he was carrying. From the verse he picked it to verse 49. If you check, it's about 10 verses different. When he picked it, it was the stone of men. It was the stone of man. It was an earthly stone. It can't kill Goliath. I've asked the question say, who killed Goliath? He picked the stone, put it in the shepherd's bag, and was listening for the next instruction connected to God. In verse 49, it was time to bring not the stones, but the stone. Because if he had used the five, they would say the stone killed David. Uh, sorry, Goliath, actually. Five. All from one corner. Said it in too much. Now he can't affect them. You know, doctors have a way to say something. <laughs> now the Bible said, and he put his hand in the bag and took ten, a stone. The people, the writers of the scripture are just, the Bible said, it was written by holy men who were inspired by God. A stone. And did what? Put it on his, what do we call that in? Catapult. Catapult. When we were young those days, our own wickedness was, does not have part two. I was a monk. I was a monk. Who carry those small things that, uh, Chicken fowl eat those are food. We will now use one pin and tie on it, long rope, and throw it 
and immediately grab you, we'll be carrying the file from the whole street. <laughs> For nothing, we'll just be there. We said, be there. We are moving the whole community. Eh? And another person, we'll be just moving it, suffering it out of wickedness. In his bag and took a tense stone and slanged it and did what? And smote the Philistine in his forehead. That the stone did what? Sunk into his forehead. That means he broke the bones. What kind of speed is that? What kind of stone is that? Eh? Yeah, medical person, I don't how can you explain? How can stone? It defies physics. Shall so you hear them? Say it defies physics. I know they will mention something like that. Physics. <laughs> it defies physics. Okay. Maybe that physics is Philistines. That's what they mean. That, you know. <laughs> Philistines, they call it physics. You know. He smote physics in his forehead. That the stone sunk onto his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. <laughs> now, the time I preached from here, I said his bodyguards and friends were saying that he's preparing. A guy just went down to prepare. That's another way you're going to prepare. Uh, nothing that happened. Just lie there. <laughs> Next verse, 50. Quickly with time, please. So David did what? Prevailed. With what? A sling. But with a bear, it was hand. Right? And with a stone, and he smote the Philistine and slew him. But what? There was no sword in his hand. There was no sword. So he brought him down. Record set. <laughs> I the secret of this man is greatness. Time is not on my friend. Second Samuel 23. Quickly. Second Samuel 23. Let's run. Second Samuel 23. 15. Second Samuel 23 from verse 15. Or maybe let's take from 13 so we can understand 15 better. From 13, all right. And three of the 30 chiefs went down and came to David in the harvest of time unto the cave of Adolam, and the troop of the Philistine perched in the valley of Rephaim. So there's another war. The same man, David. Next verse. Next verse, 15. In the midst of the war, David longed for what? See, David said, I longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. The Philistines are where the shepherd is seated. This is the gate where Dickness Monica is. And David and his men are on this side. And God decided to long for water, desire water to drink. He didn't look for the one within this territory. He said he wanted the one that is over the gate where the Philistine has occupied. Let's go. And what happened next? The three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines. I like that word, breakthrough. It's only in Nollywood that somebody 
will be shot every corner from head to toe. No single. In short, when you see the blood, I even come out. If you come out, like tomato blood. <laughs> tomato blood. I shouldn't somebody is laughing. <laughs> we just be waving bullets like this. Just be waving like this. Now they look for people that will finish them at Sambisa. Eh? Now we are looking for people. So you can wave bullets this way. And yet Nigeria is looking for people. Our soldiers are being, being run through over there. And some of you believe it. The Bible says they break through the host of the Philistines. If you know what, some of you know what your parents go through to get a living for you. It's school feast time. If you know what they sacrifice, if you know what the man goes through, what the man is thinking every time to make sure there's food at home. If you know what he breaks through, if you know what that mother breaks through to put food on your table. Some of you don't know. That's why when you go to school, instead of you to read, you are following friends. Where is all come? You have E. E, you say, I try. And, and the next thing you say, I have people that got P. That some people have P. Your son got E. I try. Clap for me. Because you don't know what they go through. The scripture said they break through. Now, let's go. And drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was at the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he will not drink thereof but poured it into the Lord. Revelation. This is a man who passed for water. You want to know the secret of David, why he prevailed, why he is loved by God, why he lost no battle. A man connected to the Most High. He longed for water. His guys went out. Lawyers. Do we have them in church today? Is it the ones that mean uh, you are protocol, you are security. Pastor will be in church before you. What are you protocoling for? What are you doing security for? What are you doing security for? We're in a terrible time. We're in a terrible time. Ask, ask Bishop King. I served him. Ask him how I served. He had never been to church before me and what and the rest of us. And we are the last to leave after they are gone. So sometimes you see what is happening in the life of people. You are envious, you are gossiping, you are talking. You don't know where those people are coming from. Look at David living in a cave. And yet, that's the person that is to be king, but he's in the cave. Troubled on every side. To the point, he said, Lord, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end in my life. That was how it is with him. Rain, 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 rain is preventing some people from going to church. If you have flight as it's raining, you will not go. You will not meet the flight as it's raining now. You will say it's raining, you will not miss the flight. That's why things are getting bad. Because evil are triumphant. Because good people are not talking. Pastors are not speaking because they don't want to offend members. Lie of the devil. If I depended on you, I would have stayed in the United States. And stayed in the nations of the world I've been on. I'm connected to him. And I owe you to build it up in the most high God. That you can be proud. If Temi was not taking care of this young man, we will not be hearing that he's going to university now. You see, he's seated there. That's how they've been from the beginning. He's not the one he will come. There's no day I saw in church. This young man is not next to him. 
But some of you will say, oh, Junior, I don't feel like coming today. Junior, you rest, okay? I understand. And as you leave, the devil will come and do church service with him. Because he wants to be a good mother. Who is good? They call Jesus good. He say, he say no man is good. That's what he said. I want to be a good pastor. He said, that's my man. I don't want to be your man. I want to be on the side of God. Because you are not keeping me alive. They broke through the barriers and did what? Bought water. They came to him. And David looked at his guys that went for the water. They were staggering like this. Drinking the water. Blood everywhere. But they had to. They had to please their master. They had to reciprocate David's leadership and sacrifice over their life. He didn't ask us to buy jet. He didn't ask us to build him mansions. He just said we should get water. For all that he has suffered. Their, their leader mobilized and they went through. They, they breaked through. Do you understand what that word breakthrough? That is, they fought. The Bible says it was the garrisons of the Philistines. They fought through. Military men. Bullets were being exchanged. I don't know how they went about it. But they broke through. God, the water came. The water was the focus. And they were coming with it. With pain. No pretense about it. And David saw those. He saw the water, but he looked at his guys. He said, no, this is not the same guys who left here. He saw blood dripping and David said, this is water came by the blood of men. And life is in the blood. I am not worthy to drink the water that came by the blood of men. He poured it to God. He said, God, drink. The task ended. You are wondering why David prevailed? These are the reasons why David prevailed. These are the reasons. That's why he remained who he is to the most high God. When we are privileged to be in Israel, I told them, I said, I want to go to the city of David. And we saw a status of him. I was pleased. And I said, when I get to heaven, I will ask God, so please allow me to get to where David was. He was a man. He was a fierce man. He was a great man. He was a warrior. He lived for God. He worked for God. He sacrificed for him, believers. By revelation. Luke chapter 5, quickly. Let's run. Luke chapter 5. Luke and chapter 5, from verse 1. And it came to pass as the people pressed unto him to hear the word. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Next verse. And saw two sheep standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And were washing their nets. A sign of emptiness and failure. Next verse. And he entered one of the sheep. Which was Simon. And prayed him that he would trust out a little. Can I borrow your sheep? To preach the gospel. Just like our sister Minister Tony had told us this morning. Trust out a little from the land, and he sat down. And the people and taught the people out of the sheep. Before then, Jesus had a meeting in the house of Peter's mother-in-law. Was the Bible says she had fever, and crusade took place. But Peter, the fisherman, the professional fisherman, his professionalism disappointed him. He left the place of spirituality. There are things that happen to man by time. 
If you are not connected by time, when you miss it, you will pay dearly. If you miss it, you may not recover it back because it works with time. Today, my father is gone. My mother is gone. They can't come back again. What I couldn't assimilate from them, I cannot assimilate it from any other person. If you don't ask God, God say they live for 82 and 78 years. If you couldn't get anything from there, then you are not wise. So don't you ever think that everyone that you see here today and the condition you see them, that's how they're going to be for too long. So every time you have an opportunity, take the best you can take from man. Now when he has left the speaking, as I was saying, Peter left the spiritual meeting and went catching a fish, just like there are some folks who are not in church today, not because they are so sick that they can't get up, not because there was no money for them to try. Listen, these things are excuses. When we serve God, those days, oh, my father is not here. He will tell you, I've been to church, better ministry, late Oduyemi, in VI. We lived at Morocco. Went to church. I gave all that I have as an offering. And was walking home from that place to Morocco, excited. That's the kind of service and revelation we had with God. From this point here to CMS, there's a bus called Molue. That's where we enter. We get in there. If you enter there within one second, you don't say, I greet you all in the name of Jesus. You will see another person will stand up and do that. We are preaching back to back. Nobody gave us offering. I mean, there was no beam then. There was no church then. We are just crazy for Jesus. That time is gone. We're very young then. So he went and fishing. The scripture said he caught nothing. And he began to wash his net in frustration. That's why I'm telling you, you must learn to live and walk by revelation because if you depend on your profession, one day your profession will fail you. Your profession is like your car that you have, you have you've dirt very well. You dress and say, today, they go here and for this occasion. Only for you to reach your third melambri. Yeah. The car do like this. He said they have come from my village. They didn't come from your village. It's mechanism. It's a mechanical sort, whatever, made by man. And it's subject to fault. They can just give me time. You see this message? I go drive. Even at 1 a.m. we are going hotel. But don't mind me. Now, now, when he has left speaking, he now said unto Simon. What did he say? Launch into the deep. We are in a conversation now. Excuse me, sir. He said, launch into the deep. The next verse. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down what? And let down what? Next verse. Hear hear his words. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, the word master in Hebrew they say rabbi, that is my leader, my pastor. So you know it was his pastor, his leader. He left the service and went fishing. And went what? Fishing. <laughs> he said, We have toyed all night. 
We are not safe to toil. That's why I told you, we are not safe to toil. Do you understand what the, more, the word toil is? Wake up 5 a.m., get to the shop on time, open it on time before that's come, so that I can sell before they come. That's toiling. But for us, we we'll prevail by revelation. By revelation. He said, I've toiled all night. I have done what? Taking so much. Taking so much. Made so much money. <laughs> Think you attract men by high heel too. By shaking your body like this. <laughs> so they will hear them today. He said, nevertheless, at what? At thy word. In Matthew 16, where we started, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And he went further to tell me, and, and said further to, he said, upon this, I will do what? Build my church. Now, God revealed it. God now said, the church that will prevail, the church that will stay till Christ come, the church that will remain green and full of potency, the church that will have life in them is a church that live not by organizing program 247, not by gathering all kinds of people. It's going to be a church of revelation. Revelation. We need to come out from all this ceremony we do in the church and connect to life, which is Christ. That's where you see the power of God. When you do it as God says you should do it, you see the result. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, thy word, I will let down the net. I'm going to somewhere. Next verse. And when they had, and when they had done what? When they had done what? This. If God says it, do it. Stop consulting your friends. Stop checking your record. Do it. Something is waiting for you. The scripture said, and he enclosed what? Great multitude of fishes and their net break. That fish translates to money. So much money that it cannot contain it. I'm going straight somewhere. And they beckon unto their partners. You know, there's a kind of money that if you don't do something about it, it will kill you. There's a kind of blessing. You don't do something about it, it kills you. I'm telling you, look at it. He said, he bacon on a partner, which were in other sheep, that they should come and do what? Help them. And they came and filled both, both the sheeps. So they began to walk. Sing. That's what they are looking for. They are looking for money. They are looking for fame. It has, it has fizzled some people away from life. Fame. That's why you can see a young man that was nothing. Humble young man. Music, especially the people that are into art, whatever you call the entertainment. So much money. Doesn't know what to do again. Eh? He will now start just distributing. You know what I'm talking about. Everywhere. If they pierce here today, this one, no, they pierce this one. If they don't pierce this, they pierce this one. If they don't pierce, they pierce never. If they don't pierce, they pierce leg. They pierce this one. They begin to, so they, they'll, they'll, they'll face tattoo. They'll face, they don't even know what to do again. Confused. Why? Because of money. This costs a lot. No moderation again. 
in moderation. We are just saying it. I'm telling you the practical truth. Because you have lost the control of God, you are now in the hand of advisors. Michael, I honor Mike, I respect Michael Jackson so much. I keep saying that Michael learned from nobody. He was among the Jackson's fights, for you people that don't know. His father had them. They were five boys. He was the youngest. But out of him, God just decided to pick him out. Nobody taught him. All those were breakdowns. What do they do? All those things. Nobody taught him. God taught him. And he began to become somebody. And suddenly, friends surround him. Just like the one I mentioned this morning. <laughs> they saw you need to turn back. You know, I told you, I know they fear any person. They're too small. And they began to tell Michael, say, ah. They began to make him feel like God. Make him feel special. That he's not like any other human being. There was a time he was to come to Nigeria. They said the problem was the air. So they now said, okay, they will come with a ship. And they are going to construct one transparent glass. He will be there. So he can't breathe our air. I said, in this world? <laughs> I knew the end is coming. And suddenly they said, Michael, your nose does not feed the superstar that you are. You are a superstar. He said, you know, he, he talks like uh, he has a small like canary voice. He said, you mean it? You mean it? He said, yeah. Yeah, you make him. You're a superstar. No, I'm so superstar. <laughs> and I told him he began to change. Complete black guy. I had to change his color first. That this is not good enough for me. By the counsel of men. When they were done changing his color, they moved to his nose and make it straight that he has to be like the white man on. <laughs> that was the time the nose fell off. They have to, money is there now, they keep. I'm talking of a man that is, is a Havaland uh, home, is the size of this lecky. They use train, they use train within his house. To move, they have train just like this blue line. Lagos State government started. They used to move in Havilland. It doesn't relate with men; it's children he relates with. At a point, he doesn't eat normal food. He'll be eating grasses and not because they want him to live long and forever. It's like a god. They thought they brought him into all kinds of things. He was overdosed, and he gave himself that syringe in his house. So that, when that news came, it was like moving. In Galatians chapter 3, I think verse 3, it says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It says you started in the spirit. You are not ending in the flesh. Some of you got to where you are through the prayer of your parents. Your parents taught you prayers. Your parents took you to church. Today you can't take your own children to church. They taught you how to do catechism. All those things. Today, it doesn't matter again. Who has bewitched you? How can you prevail outside the altar of prayers? Oh. <laughs> Behold, Satan cometh. Jesus said to Peter, He said, He sought to kill thee, to, to sift thee. You know what it means to sift? You are alive but empty. Sift is to remove the substance. That makes a man attractive and be re relevant in life. He just removes, sift you, but leave you to be alive. But you are good as dead. He said, but I have done what? I prayed for you. That's the word. I prayed for you. Underline that word. So how can you survive prayers? 
you enter university, you see boys that came from, your parents has raised you normal, raised you responsible and respectful. You are not going to be alone in that room. Even if you're alone in that room, you are so rich, you, put, you can't be alone in the classroom. You can't be walking alone. You will meet them. You will meet Pharaoh children. You will meet Nebuchadnezzar children. You will meet Jezebel's grandchildren. They are all there. You meet David's children. Now, it is what you carry inside of you that will determine the extent we are going to go. That's what we are doing to equip you down. I, I, was, I was driving through a street yesterday and I saw young men, they are like seven guys like that. If you see the drink, they line on street, oh, everybody have his red, this plastic or something. Like four or five. I know it was, they are doing it as fun. They were just shocking. Nothing that happened. I, just, I was just praying, Father, this is your servant. Just create, let them create road for me. Let me pass. <laughs> Keep them normal until I pass. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? You are now made perfect by the flesh. No, go back to where we are quickly. The fish. Luke 5. Yeah. Next, verse 8. Now, look at this. Look at this. When Simon saw it, he fell down at his knees. What did he see? All night, he toiled. He applied all the business sense. He applied all the tricks of business. All of you that are in business, you have what they call tricks. You know the time to target your customers. He applied it. It failed him. And just by a word, just by a word, just by revelation, just by a word, a word, he just respects Jesus and that, said, thy word, I will do it. And when he died, great was the catch. And when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, depart from me. For I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Before this time, he was not sinful. It was Jesus that was wrong. Yeah, that's it now. It's Jesus that did not understand. Why would pastor say we should come? Why would pastor say we should give? Why would pastor say we should do this? He's not understanding. He was correct. The man of God was wrong. But look at it now. He's the one that took judgment over himself. Now, the next verse said, For he was what? Astonished. The word astonished, surprised. Flabbergasted. And all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. <laughs> you know, I said, a time will come, you will get what you are looking for, me. But with time, you will not like it. You will not like it. Next verse. Is that the next verse? And so was also James, John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Look at the next verse. And when they have brought their sheep to the land. Hey, I love this. Tell me, let me sit down there, please. He said, when they had brought their sheep to the land, they did what? I want you to echo it. They did what? I didn't hear They did what? They forsook some. What did they forsook? No, 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 not businesses. What did they forsook in this contest? Oh. All the fish. <laughs> so what happened? Living and walking by revelation. One, 
he left the crusade that took place in his mother-in-law place, came out fishing. He caught nothing. Apply a bit. It didn't work. At Jesus, Jesus met him there in the morning because it was an all-night meeting. By morning, he was there because they catch the fish late in the evening. That's when you really every at silent. It didn't work. It will work for others, but it didn't work for James because he was uh, Peter. He was doing the wrong thing. He was doing. He, he was not supposed to be there. He was supposed to be in that meeting, and so what he went for, God has to prove to him, "I'm the one that blessed you." Yeah. It's not your technicalities. You know the judges just judge. They just did something and they, and they, on technical. <laughs> they forsook all and followed him. They left all. They left all and followed him. It doesn't make sense. But suddenly, Peter now got a revelation of Christ. Before then, he didn't have a revelation of Christ. Now he got the revelation. And why will he now suddenly leave all the fishes and his boat forsook? The Bible says all and followed him. Jesus said to the young man who said, I want to walk with you. He said, sell all you have, follow me. The scripture says, and he left sorrowfully. Left sorrowfully. His life was tied on it. The revelation he got was simple. He down on him that the fish will finish. Three of us. He will sell it finished. He knows no matter the size, he will finish selling it. The boat will wear away with time. Yet the master has moved on. He told himself, I'd rather follow the God of the fish and the God of the boat. And he forsook all. You know, you know, Jesus said, when I send thou, lacketh thou anything. He sent some people on a mission. He said, don't take pause. Don't take anything. I want to prove my power in you. You will see favor. I think you see this ministry. Mama can be a weakness. I still remember our first offering was 1,320. And number six, I'm on the street. Where we had the first service. There was nothing. If there was 10,000 or 20, we would have lived somewhere then where we would have meeting. There was nowhere. That way we were doing the church in my, in my house. So when I send out, you had nothing. I am a testimony. Vim is a testimony of that. And everywhere we went to, he was with us. He said, I will give you a place where you shall move no more. And the children of wickedness shall no longer afflict you. That's where we are. As you see that structure, it looks like nothing is happening. Something is happening. A time will come. We'll be talking about another place. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? That's how God works. By revelation, he got to know that he doesn't need the fish anymore. But before then, he, need, he needed it. We were told that there was a service that Jesus attended and it was offering time. A poor widow gave an offering that Jesus took record of and it was written in the scripture. If there was any woman that should not give that day, it was that woman. Because the Bible says she's poor and she's a widow. But the principle of life does not foreclose that the poor should not sow. The principle of life. I'm sorry. It just, just, I'm sorry. 
Some people, they will, you know, some of them in the internet, they will attack pastors, say there is a poor person. Some of you to give to her. You are taking the little ones out and cashing out. You know all those language they use and cashing out. I'm sorry, I cannot help it. It's a principle of life. It was Elder that shared, I think it was on Wednesday I said that. I can't remember when I shared the, the testimony told me that even though he belongs to a football, uh, there's a club, you know, that he belongs to. Great guys are there. And they had to travel to East for something. And there was one of them who was registered member before. But he could no longer meet his due. For that, they deleted him. So he could not benefit from all entitlement. But nevertheless, he decided, I think he said his wife was the one, right? That even gave him transport money. So he joined the team. And now followed them like a, a supporters club, kind of. And Elder began to speak to them inside the vehicle that they are about Jesus. He began to preach to them. So when he was done, this same guy that was not a financial member pulled 5,000, right? I heard you well. And gave to him that he is blessed by this. So a richer person took 1,000 and gave him again, 6,000. And he told them that this 6,000 is not for him. It's for God. So while he was, I think he was sending some money for his tithe. He added that 6,000. Now, he now told the guy, he said, before we come back from this trip, you will see what God will do. Thank you, because a lion will give back to a lion. So when he said that, that's what I told him. I said, now, you are breathing from me, and you are drinking from my water. So when they got there, it was reception time. They were eating, and as he sat, all of them were there. The guy came close to them. And one thing led to the other. They were saying he was, he was not a member. He's owing this. One next person I called the financial. I said, call me the financial uh, controller of the group. Okay. How much is he owing? How much do you say it is, sir? 590 times. Somebody there that said, give me the account. He transferred 590 on his behalf. The 600. Okay. About that amount, 600,000. Sent to clear his backlog of debt. If somebody understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to somewhere with that. Now, this is, in quote, the smallest among them financially, right? But yet, he demonstrated grace more. And he spoke the infallible word of, of faith. And the word went and ignited something. It was 5,000 that he gave to him. Somebody else right there wrote a check of 600000 to clear his debt. And I told him, I said, that's the principle of life. If he has not released that 5000 there is nothing that will ignite, that will provoke the blessing, the declaration that ignited and melted the heart of that man. He couldn't do it while they were in Lagos. But when those exercises took place, Something woke up. Do you understand what we're saying? The principle. So the poor widow has to give. And Jesus did not stop him. So I cannot stop that. Because it's a principle of life. And Jesus said, anywhere the gospel of Christ is preached, true of us, what this woman has done shall be recorded. When Mary used her say, I'm broke the alabaster. 
on the feet of Jesus. Jesus said to them, she has prepared the end from the beginning. He didn't know that his brother, Lazarus, was going to die before his time. And he, he was described, they were described as a friend of Jesus. And he called back life into his brothers. I don't know if somebody is having an understanding of what it means to live by revelation. Israel, as I round up, the Hebrew nation in the book of Exodus, they live by hard work. They live by hard work. The Bible said the pain was so much on them. I mean the people of God. But when God transferred them to Canaan, the promised land, they didn't live by hard work. They live by covenant, by revelation. God said, this land, you don't know how it's made. You don't know how it's prevailed. But as you follow my principle, you will prevail over this land. And he told them, he said, this land, when you sow and you harvest, take 10% portion. Go and read your scripture. Put it aside to the Levite. Every tribe of Israel, we have 12 tribes. Only the Levite are the priests. The 11 tribe, they put a portion. He said, that is going to be your secret of survival in this strange land. In Egypt, it was hard work. In Canaan, it was covenant. Revelation. That's why in 1 Kings chapter, is it 3? 3, about Solomon. Who taught Solomon to sacrifice a thousand oxen? Who told Solomon that when God asked, what do you need? Why did he not say, give me the whole of Lagos? Revelation. He said, give me wisdom. That may lead your people. These great people. Who? So, what I'm trying to say in summary, ladies and gentlemen, that even in giving, you don't give on the basis of how much you have. You give by revelation. You don't give on the basis of what is available. You give by revelation. And, and, and Abraham picked Isaac. And Isaac carried the wood. And they moved. And his father said, I have followed you in sacrifice. To sacrifice to God. I know there is always a lamb. A ram that goes with us. Suddenly there is no lamb. Say, Father, where is? Behold the wood. Every other thing. The knife. Where is the lamb for sacrifice? And by revelation, David spoke, uh, sorry, Abraham spoke out. He said, the Lord will supply by himself, for himself, a what? A lamb for sacrifice. Yet, Isaac was a lamb. But by revelation, he has spoken. It started from chapter 12 of Genesis. Abraham, leave your father and your mother. I am going to make you great. I am taking you to a nation, a builder that you do not know. The scripture said that Abraham left by revelation. There was nothing to show. God did not see him, show him any picture of what Canaan. So some of us, we want to see it. Then there is no faith in it. Because Hebrews said, he that must come to God must believe that he is. And I say, rewarder that diligently seek him. Why are we believers? We believe God when nothing shows it. Out of faith, Abraham believed God. 75 years, chapter 12 of Genesis, when he was called. God said, I'll make you father of many nations. He became 76, 77 then. 
78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83. Abraham was still strong in faith. If you look at the book of Hebrews, he was still strong. He was still believing God. 80, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. The Bible said he staggered not. Staggered not. Mama Sarah was 90. The Bible said God gave him strength to conceive. 90 years old woman. Where is the womb? But faith can melt. It can melt iron. It can melt mountain. Faith can ignite the impossible. When you hear the word with God, all things are possible. That's by revelation. They review what's revelation? They review words. The book of Revelation speaks about opening up what eyes cannot see. Rise on your feet, everyone. So, beloved, enough of living by flesh and by strength. It is now beginning to know the mind of God in every step that you take. They tell you, buy that land, buy that land, connect with God first. Well, God, should I buy or should I not buy? Invest here, invest here. This is what happened. Connect to God. Let him be your final habitat. Don't walk by flesh anymore. The scripture says, from henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. We know no man after the flesh. Let his revelation be your guidance. That's why David fought all the war and prevailed in all. Because he never used the same system of the last to walk on the present. It's always to God. In summary, 1 Samuel 30, Ziglag was overrun. I've told you this, Sevlari. And David's family were kidnapped. Kalush Kadayada. And they told him his soldiers wanted to stone him. They said, it's the Philistines. This is the way they went. Everybody was urging David to run towards that direction. The slower you become, the farther your enemy goes. And impossible to recover. Who told you that there's things God cannot recover? Who told you, no matter how far it has gone, God can recover it. And I'm going to break down the word recovery. Some of you think that when you say there will be a recovery, you think that it is the same thing. The exact thing that will be recovered. No. God have a better one. Much better. That's what he uses to replace that. Praise God. Man of God, how do you mean? Go and ask Brother Job. He lost all his family, lost his building. The Bible says his end was better than his beginning. Hallelujah. God gave him more children, not the same one that died. Yes. But enough one to wipe away Amen. the pains of what has happened. So David ran. He connected to God. And the first thing, he was looking for the house of God. Where is temple to go and pray? I mean, they, he says, they will tell you that he's sick. The in-law to, to, to his wife was, okay, we know, we know now. You already have another wife you want to marry. Uh, so that is why you plan this so that they will take our daughter. Instead of you to pursue, you are the army officer. You are the head. You are there going to church. Everything church. Everything church. He went to pray. David said, God, you know everything now. Should I pursue? Three steps. Should I pursue? It means that there are things you must not pursue in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. There are things you must not run after in life. Yes, sir. He says, should I overtake? Mm. If I'm going after this speaker here, 
If you say I overtake you, that means I'm at this point. Yes, sir. Right? I'm there. I've overtaken it. David said, then should I recover? And somebody will say, what's the essence of pursuing, overtaking without recovering? Okay, you don't understand. The Bible said that Saul went after David and met him at the cave of Adullam. They brought intelligence to him that that's where David is, his enemy. The scripture said that he came with his choicest warriors, 123 soldiers, and they rounded up the place. And the signal showed exactly where David was. As he approached, as he made the move, Kalushe Kadaya, towards, David passed by him, saw him, overtook him, chopped up a segment of his garment, and moved forward and started and called him my master. Oh, God. He didn't say my enemy, because the crown was still on his head. He said, touch not my anointed. God anointed Saul, but God has not taken away Saul. So until God take that person away, you have no right. It doesn't matter whether he kills somebody, he took some. Close your mouth. Yes, sir. Don't put yourself in trouble. He overtook him, ma. Yes, sir. And called him master. Mm. And David and Saul turned and looked at him. He said, what have I done to you, sir? He just, he just entered my mouth. His boy said, oh, God, eat him up. God have delivered your enemy inside your mouth. That's what praise, praise singer does to us. Dickens, if you are not careful, if you, you must connect to God. Those things they were saying was right. After all, they ran to the cave because of him. Suffering because of cave. And he now walked to it. They say, your enemy has been delivered to eat him up, sir. He remembered the scripture. The scripture must prevail at every time. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet. But inform him that he came close. You overtook him. But it's not to be recovered by you. So when he looked at him, he said, I will have eaten you. He said, look at your garment. Even the garment, he broke down. So why will he even cut the garment of his master? So, so you, don't, you don't understand when David says, should I pursue? Should I overtake? So he saw Saul, but he was not to take him out. And he now asked God, he said, should I recover? And that's why I told you, everyone, not everything that you lose in life, you should aim to recover. You should not. Oh, Pastor, I don't understand what you mean. Oh, you live in a, a compound, like they call it, or in a neighborhood. Your, your shirt that you spray got missing on Monday. And you look for it. Ask every person. Nobody can attest to where it is. By Wednesday, you are going to spray your clothes, and you see the same dress. You will be a fool to pick it. They are done with what they want to do. They have returned it back for you. Take it and wear it. So wisdom tells you don't need to recover that. So I should go. So David was not making a mistake. It could be a trap of the enemy. So everything God can restore, God can report. God now said to him, pursue, overtake, recover all. Don't lose nothing. So that's the backing of heaven. And as he moved, he saw a guy dying by the side. I told you from Promise to fulfillment is a wide gap. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, From what promise to fulfillment, that's a wide gap. If God shows you the middle, some of you will not take the first step. So I don't want to go again. 
between here a lot of trials, temptation are there. You have to, like those soldiers, break through to your fulfillment. So as David moved, God was still watching him. God allowed a little lad, the Bible called him a lad from the Philistine. He was dying and his master, they left him. As David ran with his men, I just saw the guy. He stopped every person. And his guys were wondering, what's wrong with this our master? The scripture says he stooped low and offered him water and bread and revived his soul. That's where I drew that message I preached, that famous message, bleeding and blessing. Bleeding. This is a guy that is family. Uh, he doesn't know whether they are dead or alive. And yet he could stop to bless someone, to bring life first. On this one, he can see. Not knowing that that guy was the key, the revelation to where he was going. So you see, when you walk with God, the Bible says Enoch walked with God. Yeah. And he was translated. His body tests no death. When you walk with God in revelation, you watch how your life will go. The guy said, we are the one that came to do the bad job. Please promise you will not kill me. You will not do this. I will take you to where? Nothing you will get in this life that is not in the hand of someone. I want you to know that. So that's what I'm telling you. I believe in hard work, but hard work is not the key. That's why I told you that labor is good, but favor is better. Somebody is holding the key to the house. Somebody is holding the answer to the question of your life. Locate God. He will direct your path. So David needed not to sweat to recover. There's a lad who knows where they are, the people he's looking for are. And immediately he was able to sow that seed in the life of that child, revive him. The child, the young man became a weapon in his hand, an instrument. So without bullet, without any person dying from henceforth, he located where they were. And they were recovered. Lift your hands, everyone. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Email. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, Visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.